0: Our proud partner of the Clydesdale media this is the type one lifting podcast all right guys I want to tell you a little bit about type one lifting so type one lifting is a clothing brand that proceeds of the shirts the hats and everything else go to the children's diabetes foundation This whole t-shirt company started from me taking care of a five-year-old girl from the emergency department at the children's hospital I worked at in Atlanta for a while back. Um, I thought I needed to do a little bit more than kind of just talk about my story. So this is how I started the clothing line because I wanted to show people that even though diabetics have this really bad disease, we can still do amazing things in our life and diabetes won't stop, stop us reaching our goals. So go check out Type 1 Lifting dot com and um you know if you have any questions you can always reach me out on instagram it's type one lifting and hope you guys enjoy the show hey guys we have a new sponsor for the type one lifting podcast the company is called liberté lifestyle so liberté is a french word meaning freedom and the company was founded on the desire to have freedom to choose what we want to do with our lives i actually had the owner um nicole on my Podcast on episode 28. So if you want to go back and listen to her, um, she talks about how she started the company and what she wants to do in the future with the company, which is pretty cool. So uh, they actually have knee sleeves, wrist wraps, shirts, shorts. Uh, love the knee sleeves. I have the ice cream knee sleeves, and I love them so much. They haven't. The neoprene's still good. Uh, the seams haven't split compared to other uh, knee sleeves that I have had in the past, uh, and I'm planning to keep these for a very very long time. So. Uh, Nicole actually gave me a promo code for you guys too. So it's all capital letters, T-Y-P-E, and the number one. So it's type one. So go to Libertelifestyle.com, uh, check out what they have in the store, use the promo code type one, and save some coin. Now let's go to the episode. All right, guys. Welcome to a new episode of the Type One Lifting Podcast. I have a very interesting guest. Um, his His Instagram page is... One of my favorites to look at, like, you know, imagery wise and like video wise. So he's a photographer, a videographer, and actually a, a new podcaster and now a host for a competition, Carlos Baun. How you doing?
1: Dude, I'm doing great. Thank you so much. I appreciate the the intro. It's it's awesome to be here. I'm I'm always down for a good chat, you know. So when you <laughs> when you reach out to me, I was super stoked. I'm like, let's do it. I'm down.
0: Yeah. So I was um I was doing a little bit of research. First off, so is the hurricane even going past where you where you are right now?
1: No, actually um, I'm in the top like the northwest of Florida. It's called Pensacola Florida. So luckily uh, it seems like for now it's gonna I mean lucky lucky for me, unfortunate for a lot of our people it's it's gonna go more towards the like Tampa area and then mm-hmm. straight up to Jacksonville straight to Georgia. So it seems like um, we're gonna we're not gonna get anything, probably just some rain. But yeah, man, I mean this this area, um, the Gulf Coast, it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, we get at least one or two hurricanes every year. So it's kind of like we're prepared for it. But at the same time, it's it's just sad to see, you know, like you go on Instagram and then you see the videos and you're like, wow, that that could have been, you know, us.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I've I've seen like literally sharks swimming on the highways and on the streets, and I'm like, this is totally insane crazy, to actually see yeah. this. Yeah. And I I live in Georgia, so I kind of, I don't get the brunt of what you guys get down in Florida, but we do get a little bit of it. So I kind of, I kind of understand where you're coming from, but like, you know, I I'm not really cause I'm like not near the ocean. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, Pensacola, we've gotten a pretty, uh, pretty good one. I mean, big ones in the past. Um, the last one that we, we barely, I mean, we, we almost got hit was, I forgot the name, but it was like three, four years ago and it was going straight to Pensacola towards the last, there like a couple hours, he just moved a little east and mm-hmm. it hit Panama City Beach area, and I think it's called Mexico Beach, and it was a complete disaster. So I mean, it's been pretty bad. And a couple of years ago, we had another one that the shingles of the house were flying away. It was hitting my car. The whole front part, of my car was like you know scratch And it's kind of like I think that we we're expecting it pretty much every year.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's roughly like when fall time. It's like okay, here we yeah. go. Start start priming up for it. So yeah. So um also I was um when I was doing some research on you um you actually you originally came from Venezuela and you moved yeah. here to like 20 uh, uh 2011 so what what was the whole reason for that
1: Well funny enough today marks 11 years um uh, since I moved from Venezuela to the United States so okay. I actually just just wrote a, like an Instagram post and I was like very emotional just thinking about you know like my whole journey from from moving there um I mean answering your question Um, since I was a kid, I used to play golf. That was like my passion playing, growing up, just playing golf with my parent, with my, with my dad. And, and in the caption, I wrote that, um, when I was 13 years old, um, a magazine, like golf magazine called fairway, fairway magazine wrote like a little article on me. Oh, cool. And, and, um, one of the questions was, what's your, what's your biggest goal right now? Uh, when it comes to golf and I was 13 years old and I said, um, I want to go to the United States and play NCAA golf. That's my my biggest dream. So now looking back, I'm thinking like, whoa, like since I was 13, I had, you know, pretty big goals. Like I had goal set. Mm-hmm. And I got really emotional just writing uh, the caption because then I started thinking about, you know, like my whole journey to the moment, like I told my parents, hey, I think that staying here in Venezuela, it's I'm I'm not gonna get the future that I that I won. Right. Like it just, um, at that point, I mean, it's still, it's still in a pretty bad situation, but at that point it was just getting worse and worse and they fully supported me. And, um, I was 17 years old and, and I just moved here by myself uh, to pretty much just play tournaments around the area, around Florida mm-hmm. and just to get recruited. And dude, I remember just crying the night before I was moving, just scared, like panic. And like, what, like I'm moving by myself. I'm 17 years old. I've been, I'm an only child, like I've always been very close to my parents Yep. and yeah, man, it was, it was scary, but I knew it was a sacrifice I had to make. So I moved, I moved to Orlando area. Uh, it's, it's called How in the Hills. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much Orlando. Nobody knows where How in the Hills is and just played tournaments a whole year. And I, um I got a golf scholarship to play at the university of West Florida, which is here at Pensacola, Florida. And yeah, man, played four years of college golf. It was the the best time of my life. Um, I got a bachelor's degree in business management, minor in marketing. And then right away, I got a master's degree in uh, business management with, awesome. uh, yeah, just working in like social media management stuff and with the school. And that's kind of like what, what like started leading the way for me to be more of a creator, like a content creator and like start learning about, you know, the power of social media and how content can just like open a lot of doors for you. But yeah, that's pretty much how it got started.
0: Nice. So what was, what, like, was it a big culture shock from like, you know, being from Venezuela, moving to Florida and like, or especially the Orlando area where like, it's like a, the whole, like a, it's a tourist trap pretty much there. Mm-hmm. So what, what was, what was your whole like, mind going through this whole process of you moving into florida
1: yeah well it definitely was a cultural shock i've always been a very extroverted person i like to i like to talk to people i make friends super quick mm-hmm. and i really didn't speak the language so i was 17 years old i like could barely I, I remember like struggling to get a sub, at subway like it was it was hard so Just imagine somebody that's like so like extroverted, tries to like speak to everybody, but you can't really communicate to people. Mm -hmm. So I remember just um, especially when I moved, when I started college, just being, you know, sitting by myself a lot of time because I didn't want to like approach people or like people ask me something and sound dumb. Um, So that was probably the biggest like cultural shock, just not being able to communicate the way I wanted to. And I mean, the little things I can back home in Venezuela is funny um every time we meet somebody we kiss in the cheek right like we like hello and we give him a kiss Mm -hmm. um and obviously like here you do that and you're gonna get slapped (laughs) and (laughs) I remember in college like uh the first day orientation the one of the guys his name was shy um he was there already for four years so he's kind of like explaining everybody like things not to do and he's like hey you know everybody comes from South America and from Spain you know Venezuela brazil and you know in europe spain um please do not be as touchy or like you know like don't kiss people and yep. that's not very you know it's not it's not a culture here and i'm like oh, okay you know I'll, I'll definitely remember and i remember my first week of school and I, m- I meet somebody and i go to like give her a kiss in the cheek and she's like whoa, whoa, whoa what's going on <laughs> it was the funniest thing ever i'm like oh my god i'm so sorry and then she kind of like you know like she kind of understood where like it just said like a cultural thing but yeah, um, I mean, you know, like the, the food is completely different. Um I don't know if you've been to Miami, but uh the the food order, it's more similar than what we have in Venezuela. It's more like Cuban style food. Mm-hmm. Yep. Rice beans, uh meat stuff, so that's but overall like in reality it's not that big of a difference compared to, you know, other places we still uh, in some ways like Venezuela still like very americanized if that makes sense. Yep. So like we, growing up, I watched all the TV shows that everybody here watched, you know, like rocket powers and SpongeBob and, you know, like <laughs> Jersey shore, like same, same shows that everybody, yep. and, you know, playing PlayStation Xbox. So in that, in that sense, it's pretty much the same, but you know, there is definitely cultural differences.
0: Mm-hmm, very cool. So, um, when you were in college, and you were going to school for like, you know, the business management and then like, so like, you know, all these other, you know, master's degrees and stuff like that. And you started playing golf there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what, what were some of the, were you thinking about like going pro the whole time of you, you know, in the four years of college, like, okay, all right, since I'm in college right now, now let's take it to the next step and hopefully try to go pro.
1: Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, going pro was something I had in mind since, I mean, since early, early days. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, at some point I was thinking if, if getting the scholarship didn't work out, because if, even if you're a really good player, sometimes you just don't get the opportunity. Um, I was going to just turn pro when I was like 18 and just try to make it. Uh, obviously that wasn't something my dad wanted me to do. Um, so, um, he was always such an influential person. I always listened to everything he said and you know, he definitely going to to school and playing and still like golf was the best decision, and that's what I did. And I think not until my probably junior year, maybe senior year of college, it's when I realized that you know, uh, most likely it, it's just tough. It, it's really tough. Like people don't get it. You see people on tour making millions of dollars, but in reality, there is so many people trying to get to that level. And if you're not inside the the hundred, you know, hundred. 50 worldwide you're pretty much losing money every week and it's um it's a tough life too. just traveling every week i mean i have i have friends that play with me growing up that are now on tour um and and i see their life and obviously like they're doing what they love but it's just tough like they they play their practice round um tuesday and wednesday they play the tournament obviously 72 holes so thursday friday saturday and sunday they're they're done they take a a flight to their next city one night of sleep repeat for all year pretty much if you're you know if you're really trying to make it of course like once you get to tiger woods level and stuff like that you choose where to play and you have a, a certain schedule but yeah i just started realizing that it wasn't for me i had i had different goals in mind um and and yeah it was obviously um very bittersweet because it's something I wanted to do my whole life. And you can call it like I failed at it. And in reality I did. But you know, it's uh we we are always failing in life. So just kinda I failed at that specific goal, but it opened a lot of different doors for me. And, you know, uh looking back, I'm I don't regret anything that happened, like my decision of just kind of like focusing on our things. It just it it was a good decision.
0: Yeah. Technically I don't think you failed. Because you went to college, you played collegiate golf, which is not a lot of people can do that.
1: Yeah. True. So
0: I mean, I i don't think you failed. I mean, I played I played college basketball, football, and lacrosse. And like, you know, maybe I could have gone to the pros and lacrosse, but you know, <laughs> I mean, I don't really consider it a a fail. So I just thought it was like, you know, maybe a next step, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, I mean, I'm hard on myself sometimes because oh, me it, too. it it really, it really was a huge goal. Like I I mean it, I was so invested into it that it really it, it was really a tough couple of years in my life when when it, it just wasn't going the way I wanted to and mm-hmm. I was just pretty much fighting demons every night just it, it was like a it's just a huge like stress in my life uh, dealing with golf and school and obviously not doing good at golf at that point um, I remember the moment that I that I talked to my coach. <clears throat> Uh, his name is Steve Fail, great guy. Um, I was talking to him and um, my senior year, and I remember telling him, Steve, I think I think that's it for me. Like I cannot, I cannot deal with the stress anymore. I just I'm completely burned out. And we had one more, one more tournament that season before like the, the preseason before like um conference, regionals, nationals, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I mean, just play the last tournament. It's the home tournament, it's like, you know, the the you know our favorite tournament to play and it was just so much I I just talked to him I remember talking to him like tears in my eyes like I just can't do it I can't do it anymore it just it's too much for me it's it's not healthy for me I know this been my dream my whole life but I think this is it you know and I remember like him being so like supportive of obviously kind of like it I can tell it hurt him right because he was like you know, he was my coach. He obviously cared for me. We're really good friends, too. It's like he was almost like a father figure for me growing up um, in school. Mm-hmm. Obviously, my my dad was in Venezuela, so he felt very connected to every international player. And um, I just remember him being, like, very supportive of my decision. Obviously, a little sad, but he just supported it. I remember playing my last, like, qualifying round before the tournament, and I knew that was it for me. It was going to be my last, you know whole I remember <clears throat> on hole 18 just thinking this is it like this is gonna be my last the last hole I play as a competitor a golfer and all my teammates knew about it. Um I remember finishing the the last pot and all my teammates were kind of like you know excited clapping like they supported my decision just they knew it was that was it for me. And um it just felt like a huge weight just being released. Like it was just a Like Kind of like just getting like accumulating for so long, just stress, stress, just being like heartbroken about how life wasn't going the way I wanted to. And that moment, it's kind of like so many doors just open for me. It was like, you know, finally I can move on and do something different.
0: Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. That's a great story. I mean, that that's awesome. Um, so um, after after all this, the golfing and college and stuff like that, um, you actually started in your own business. So, yeah,
1: um, well, I went I went to um, I, I got my master's degree right after. So I finished my undergrad and I had two weeks off and I I started my MBA right away. I knew that if I was gonna take like a little break, I wasn't gonna go back to school. Yep, <laughs> and I, I really, <laughs> I really wanted to to get my master's degree, and I got a great opportunity. As I mentioned earlier, I worked in the um, in the business department at school, and one my my main task was I was a teacher assistant for social media marketing and digital marketing, like the class, and and it was such a great opportunity. I um that I I took it right away. Obviously, I I had really good grades in in college like as my undergrad so they pretty much gave me like a free ride for for a master's degree and I was like I mean I'm gonna take it you know and it, it was like uh, I remember my dad being just like so proud like um by the way my, my life growing up was always like trying to make my my parents proud that's like the thing that like just filled me up with like the most like um like excitement and like happiness just seeing mm-hmm. my mom and my dad just being proud of me yep. so I remember that moment that I called my dad I'm like hey I got I got the position I'm gonna start my MBA in two weeks like it's it's happening and it was pretty cool Um, I learned so much I was in a as I said like as a teacher assistant in that position I learned a lot I got some new opportunities to be also in in a program called the executive mentor program um, that I was also like an assistant to it so I, I went to all the conferences of like mentors talking about you know, what we're talking about right now, you know, like failing and like yep. fighting demons and then, you know, being to the point that right now they're, you know, the most most successful people in the in the Gulf Coast of um of Florida. And mm-hmm. and it, it, it just a lot of learning and I love every second of it. So right after that, I remember I finished my by the way, this is a story that I haven't told anybody because it's very um uh, I haven't said it publicly, obviously my friends know about it um but i've been in our podcast podcast but it's never gone to to the direction of this but um, my dad got very sick um my my last my last semester and when i was doing my master's degree uh, my mom called me that he was diagnosed with cancer um and just like the last two months it was absolute hell like just it was really tough Uh and and he 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 will call me every night just saying like hey you know. I'm going to be okay to go to your graduation. That's the main thing I want to do. And the doctor saw him pretty much like, Hey, you can't travel to um, the United States. You're like, it's just too much for you. It's too much stress on your body. Um, And I mean, he's always been such a like strong mindset person. Like, I mean, he found energy where he didn't have it and he made the trip. He told my mom, like, I'm going to make it like, you know, it's, it's not a question like i'm gonna be there for my son and um yeah he he was obviously very sick it was very very emotional to see him like that like obviously it wasn't like the the person that that i remember him from right. six months it just kind of like it just snowballs so quick the the disease he had a brain tumor so it, it also like affects like you know he, his movements stuff like the way his he the way he was acting stuff but um yeah like he always kept such a good even though he was sick such a like positive mindset about everything like he wouldn't complain and i mean just looking back just remember like just remember seeing my dad at his worst and still like looking forward to things and being so like happy about things and it just kind of like in my worst days i just remember that it just like you know be be like him mm-hmm like we go through, everybody goes through moments like this and you just, you know, it, I'm sorry, man, I'm choking up right now. you No, you're, you're, listen, uh,
0: like I, I, I completely understand. I mean, my, my dad literally passed like a month ago and he's, I, he's exactly like your dad, never yeah. complains, always happy. And I mean, he broke his hip and then his Parkinson's and dementia just got like way too bad. It, it was got so bad that he went to hospice and passed away and like, you know, yeah. it's, It's crazy seeing, you know, your dad being this like really strong person and then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. like see him towards the end. And like I didn't and like I had to come back to Georgia because they're up in Massachusetts. And so that whole month he was in hospice and pretty much like dying away. I, I, you know, only saw him through FaceTime. Yeah. And so it was hard, you know, and just like. Saying like you know, Dad, I love you. You know, and like I, I'd still lose it too. Like I was listening to a podcast the other day, and this guy was talking to his dad, and I was like, uh, like I was on my way to work, and I was just like an emotional wreck because like mm-hmm. it's just like crazy, like how like a lot of people like feel the same way. And then okay. my other thing is is I've said this before, but um, it's like you always think you have enough time to spend with that person, but you don't. But there's like never enough time, you know. So
1: it it just Absolutely. And in some ways it was um, you know, a blessing that I was I was able to be with him mm-hmm. during during his Absolutely. last days. So um the day I was uh, actually the day of my graduation was the day that he that he had like, you know, kind of like his worst day. We had to go to uh the hot like the hospital nine one one, you know, the ambulance and all that, like the day of my graduation. And obviously it was like, I remember walking down the aisle with like everybody like so happy to like be there. And like my dad told me like, you still like have to go, you know, like you can't miss it. Obviously like he couldn't be there at that moment. And all I could think was like, you know, like my biggest dream will be having my dad here. And I remember kind of like crying the whole time. Nobody knew like what was happening. Only my friend that was next to me, like she knew what I was going through at the moment that my dad was admitted in the hospital that same day and it was it was such a tough um such a tough day which was supposed to be like you know such a like awesome you know finally Mm -hmm. I got my master's degree and I remember right after that um he got surgery he got a little better and I remember thinking like okay you know like I gotta live my life too and like do things to you know also like as I said like make him proud so um I always wanted to like get my business started but at that point I, I kind of thought like I need to you know get at least like something to get me started like a nine to five I applied for a couple of jobs and I got this position real quick and I remember going the, um, the first day and I was there from nine to five first day at the job and all I could think is you know my dad is at home right now right and first day goes by and then I go back the second day another Long day, nine to five, missing my dad's appointments. My mom doesn't speak English. And after a third day, I, I remember going back home and just crying. Like I couldn't, I just yeah. couldn't do it anymore. And mm-hmm. I called the the person that was like my supervisor, like the boss. And I told her everything, just like, I just can't do it anymore. I, I need to be with my dad. I feel like, like at this point, like I just want to spend as much time as possible with him absolutely and and she understood where i was coming from um and the day after her just kind of like what am i going to do now right and how how life works just crazy um i went to eat at um at a uh, it's it's like a food truck type of deal but it's very very like famous in florida you got like number 3 in florida in 2016 so it's always packed and i knew the owner for for years so i'm there um he's like what are you doing now you know like good to see you what, what's going on with life and I kind of told him about my dad and I was like yeah you know I'm finding I'm trying to find things to do and he's like wait didn't you go to school for like you know social media stuff and I'm like yeah he's like I've been thinking about you know having somebody to help me with social media management like I have <laughs> I have nobody to yep. like you know help me Mm -hmm. and i'm like dude that's right right like down my alley like i love doing that that's what i went to school for you know business management social media and he's like let's sit down tomorrow can you come at 10 a.m i'm like sure and i remember going there and just kind of like hey yeah let's let's get started you know and and it was just such a like mind-blowing like thing like i literally just quit my job and i got this awesome opportunity (laughs) to like just literally start my business right now in like social media management and I got started. First week went great. Um, the gym I was going to, um, that I'm still going to, it's called Make Athletics. They saw what I was doing there and they were like, hey, you know, I we love it too. Like, and they gave me the same opportunity. I started running the social media management, the social media for for my gym, uh that the the food truck. And then from there things kind of like start snowballing. And I had um I like a meal prep company, I had a physical therapist like I had like five clients in in, within like two months. That's awesome. It was, it was such a like great like opportunity. I was able to be with my dad for like most of the day. Like if he had a a doctor appointment, a doctor's appointment, I would go with him. Like it was working from home doing stuff that I love. So it's, it's just crazy how life works to like, you know, if, if my dad wouldn't have been in that position that he was, who knows, maybe I would have stayed with my nine to five. Um, and you know he always told me like you do things that you love doing uh you follow with somebody who works so hard to like get things you you'll figure it out you know if you don't enjoy doing the 9 to 5 like your normal job like try something different you know mm-hmm. and worst thing can happen you can find another job eventually you know yeah so yeah man and from there i mean it's it's been a great journey since that's awesome so um when did actually Um, When did
0: like videography and like photography come about for you? Because like you take some awesome pictures and you've worked with a lot of people. Well, we'll go about that like later, but when, when did you start being like, okay, photography is kind of my jam. And then like making videos is like, okay, I, I got this too.
1: Yeah. Um, so in college, I also, I, I always liked doing like every time we had a project that requires like, you know, recording videos and some to- some type of editing, I'll be the one, the group will be like, Hey, let me do it. Let me do it. Obviously very, very like beginner, beginner. iMovie, just kind of like a GoPro. Um, hey, don't without, knock it. I,
0: I still use that stuff. So don't knock it. So. No, I mean... Uh, <laughs>
1: (laughs) I'm actually, I'll talk to you about a GoPro. I'm going to, I'm thinking about buying the new one. It's going to get released soon for a trip that I have coming up. It's great. Nice, nice. But um, I mean, the GoPro 3 wasn't that good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. I got (laughs) you.
1: And so I always had that, like, you know, I always liked creating videos and like, I remember always like taking photos with my phone. I loved editing, but I never like actually thought like, like in my wildest dreams that I was going to be a photographer or a videographer. Um, But when the whole social media thing started, I remember thinking, there's a lot of people are trying to do the same thing. What can I do different that's going to like put me apart from the rest? Uh, There's a lot of people that can manage social media. They're really good at like, you know, creating a community, good engagement. But what's something I can do that a client's going to be like, hey, you are, you're going to be the one, right? And I just, one day I just decided, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to buy a camera. And I'm going to watch hours and hours of YouTube until I know how to, you know, work this camera. And then I'm going to start taking photos. And that's going to put me apart from the competition. And that's how I got started. Literally just taking pictures of of tacos, <laughs> like the food truck, <laughs> uh, taking photos of the meal prep company. Then the, obviously the gym, I started taking photos at, at the gym I was going to, um, and that that's kind of how my crossFit photography career got started just that' just taking photos of my friends, trying to learn and and just um create like a new new area behind my social media management business that I can also provide you know photography and videography services
0: mm-hmm, very cool. so um who so speaking about YouTube, who are your favorite youtubers that you watch religiously when it comes to like video and like
1: photography? yeah so i've I've always been a very technical um like shooter per se and i think it's because i used to watch a lot this guy called um gerald undone i've never heard of him he's um i don't think i think he's pretty famous but not like a peter mckinnon type of dude but he's one of those that will grab a lens and then he will tell you everything about it like he'll break it down to a point of like the color shift, like distortion, like all things that people actually don't see, like your eye cannot see, but somebody that um, that's very like proficient at shooting, they can see the differences. So I'll watch videos of him like all day. Um, I remember I was pretty uh, obsessed with this guy. His name is um, Daniel Schiffer. He will make this like very cinematic B-rolls and stuff like that. And I would just find it like so cool. I'm like, I got to learn how to do this. And and just random YouTubers like literally just searching, what's ISO, and then the first one that pops up, and then seeing like oh my god, like yeah, I'm starting to understand. Mm-hmm. And I mean honestly, completely obsessed with with the process of learning, um, like countless of hours just shooting, going outside with friends like shooting, and coming back seeing my footage, oh it looks like trash. Let's do it again tomorrow, <laughs> editing, and and that's kind of how I got started. Literally just self-taught in some ways obviously youtube is kind of like the the place that got me started
0: Mm -hmm. so were you like a casey neistat guy or peter mckinnon guy
1: well um casey i will watch some of his videos but i never got super into it i love what he does by the way like uh, nothing against him but there's some type of like people that really like make you feel more like oh you know i want to watch this guy peter mckinnon definitely um all his videos for sure and um actually we, we share a lot of like uh, like common things like interest in like music Mm -hmm. you see all the stuff that happened in the background it's um some like his favorite bands too like we listened to the same stuff growing up and like his hero growing up is my hero growing up actually i'm going to show you something real quick um he's creating a documentary for a band called angels and Airways and he's um yep, like, I've,
0: I've, i used to i yeah. bought their first cds they're, gr- they're yeah. great they were great bands yeah
1: he's hero like that now they're friends he's tom Delong and i actually got to photograph like um their tour last year so oh, i'll like some prints of like him on tour um which is it's super cool like that's one of the reasons why i'm like you know peter mckinnon is definitely i i felt more connected with him because of his like more like you know his hobbies and the things he liked more than like the stuff he was uh putting out there just one of those guys that you watch and you're like okay he looks like a cool dude yeah Yeah. so um but yeah i mean i will watch all of them um there's another one his name is Manny something uh I, i forgot his last name but he's the one that pretty much got me to buy the sony i was like okay yeah i'm gonna go with with this sony because this guy is like he was like an ambassador at the time and loved it and you know kind of like people just influencing what you the things that you purchase but i mean it's such a such a cool place to like find everything you need and it's free
0: Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah i mean that's how i learned how to do olympic weightlifting and stuff like that just pretty much Mm -hmm. just watching a youtube video because i had no idea what i was doing i'm like oh let me watch this and like watch how they do it and like how they break it down. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Now I, now I got it. Yeah. So I, yeah. I love YouTube. Like I don't watch, I, I really don't watch like TV shows. I don't want, like, is this all YouTube? Yeah. It's just like learning the whole process and all that stuff and all that jazz. But, um, yeah. So, um, you said you, you, you're currently working at Mako, like out Mako, but I'm, you're, you're training at Mako fitness. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, So how,
0: how did, how did CrossFit come about with you?
1: Um, my, my senior year of college with, with the whole golf thing, I remember like, just, I needed something different. I, obviously I was talking about like me being burnt out mm-hmm. and one of my best friends, he was telling me for probably a year, Hey, you should come train <laughs> with me to make because I was like working out. I will be the, the only one at the golf team that will try to like lift heavy weights. And I remember talking to our strength and conditioning coach, like, Hey, teach me Olympic lifting. And he taught me. Um, uh, big shout out to Coach sear This guy just kind of like got me started in in the whole like weightlifting area, and and I remember always being like, ah, you know, CrossFit. I don't know if I want to do it. Like, I'm already working out with a team and like some extra time with a with a strength and condition coach helping me. And then I remember w- one day just watching like one of the movies that it was yeah. pretty cool because I was um. I was in one of my podcast episodes with Hubert Cannon and I was telling him the story that I actually watched one of his movies and that kind of like influenced my, like it just changed my, my way of like viewing CrossFit and being like, I just remember watching that. I'm like, what is this? Like it looks so freaking cool. Everybody, like the community looks awesome. And I remember texting my buddy, like, yo, let's get started. Let's do it tomorrow. At what time are you going? He's like, 6 a.m. All right. I'll be there. And I remember walking to Mako, um, walking in, and I see the banners. It says Brandon Massey Regionals, and I'm like, "Oh my god, there is somebody that's really good here, right?" Like you see, like the banners and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I see this guy walking with a hoodie. 6 a.m. You can tell he was, uh, <laughs> you know, morning. It's 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 early for him. Yeah, yeah. He walks in, swole dude. Hoodie, huge beard. Hey, dude. What's up? How are you doing? You're new here? Yeah hey, I'm the owner. Nice to meet you, Brandon. Brandon Massey. I'm like, oh my God, you know, this is the dude, the, the guy with the banners. And I remember my first workout ever was Elizabeth. And dude, I had the time of my life. It was such a great experience. That first class, it was kind of like literally one of those experiences that you do and you never look back. Mm-hmm. Um, And that was 2016, early 16. And I mean, since then I've been, I don't think I've, I've trained less than three to four times a week ever unless I'm traveling or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Brandon, Brandon was such a, and still is by the way, such an influential person in my life. Um, He was a person that kind of like got me started as a coach. Like he, he also trained me to be a coach at Mako. I, I coached three years of my life uh, while I was also getting started with my business, you know, part-time, very influential person. Um, and everybody in the, in the staff that I'm still, you know, they're my best friends, Mm -hmm. everybody there, Kyle, Brandon, I mean, I'm not going to start mentioning names because I'm going to forget one. And then, but everybody, (laughs) then they'll get mad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody in the staff, like, I mean, I was just hanging out with them a couple hours ago and we're still really good friends. And, and it's, it's one of those, um, one of that, like the community that have been supporting you since the beginning. And they're so proud of like, see, like, it just blows my mind to see like their support through the years. And then just like sitting down sometimes like we're at dinner and they're just kind of like, tell me like how proud they are of like everything like that I've accomplished and, and they don't like to take any credit, but in reality they were such an influential person, such influential, like, you know, people in my life that just pushed me always to, you know, like gave me so many opportunities that in some way, that's one of the reasons why I'm where I'm at. Nice. So, um, when you were taking pictures at the gym and stuff like that
0: when did you get like some notification and be like you know maybe somebody else would be like hey you know i want you to take pictures of me like when can you come over and stuff like that
1: yeah so gosh it's it's so crazy how things get started it's just absolutely wild um i remember so we have a pretty big competition here in pensacola it's called the beach brawl that actually it just ended this past week and it was um the eleventh Beachboro. Oh, nice. And my my sixth, I think number six. Um, so it was this local competition, and the owner of the competition used to own Make in the past. Like he was the one that opened it, and um, I think it was two thousand twelve, and then he sold it, but he still owned Beachboro. And and I I was kind of like friends with him, and I knew him. Actually, I knew him. I wasn't really friends with him, and I remember just talking to him, like, Hey, Ty. His name is Ty Hansen, by the way um hey type please dude like give me an opportunity to be on the media team complete volunteer i just want to go to a floor if it's just like and you know if it's for one hour i just want to be there and you know try to like photograph some competition uh, some some of the competition give me a second Somebody sending me a bunch of messages I'm there you going mute them real quick It <laughs> 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 just in my ears like bang, bang. all right mute there you go perfect all right we good. so and ty, ty was like ah oh, you know like i was pretty new at it and then he he's like okay you know like he gave me the opportunity to be on the floor complete rookie like i look at my photos back then and obviously like all over the place composition wasn't there i was cropping heads feet, he, like but it was a great great start it's a huge competition 1500 athletes um and it was like a huge highlight for me just to be there and like learn from the actual media team mm-hmm. That was there which people that are to to this day i still look up to them um and it, from there just kind of got started i'm like you know like i really enjoy this and then one of the physical therapists that i was um that i was managing his social media he started working with what prep which is his name is ben suwalski yep I, I know exactly he's, he's been yeah. on
0: my podcast yeah great dude oh really great yeah.
1: dude. i love ben and his, uh, the physical therapist, his name is CJ. Now he's like, he's, he's Ben's right hand. He pretty much manages everything in Watt Prep. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, I just started working with Ben Zawalski from Watt Prep. And we have a couple of Masters athletes going to the CrossFit Games. And th- I'm telling you, this was a week before the CrossFit Games. He's <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> we need somebody to take photos. I'm like, CJ, um, I am i don't know. I mean, I barely know how to take a photo. He's like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Like, I'll, We'll pay for your trip, for your stay just come with us try your best i'm like cj my longest lens is an 85 he's like we'll rent, we'll rent some for you so i've never at that point never used a zoom lens or anything and we rent one um, i put it on like how does this thing work just youtubing again like youtube just trying Mm -hmm. to figure out how to work these things and i remember first day there with my a7iii just absolutely scared everybody with big cameras you know robe blah blah and i'm just there like what am i doing here you know like i don't <laughs> i don't belong here first thing we should at that point that was 2019 so they did the huge ceremony all international 100 yep. something countries and they go united states and i see camille leblanc walking by and i've always been a huge fan i'm like oh look camille boom take a photo of camille and i post it on my instagram and then i start getting messages like bunch of people messing me I'm like what's going on everybody oh my god Camille shared like she posted your photo you you got the photo credits oh my god And I'm like wait what's going on like it's just such a man mem- <laughs> I, I didn't know how to work camera in reality I mean I had an idea but mm-hmm. it wasn't really and at that point I was kind of like okay uh, I might have something here you know like there there might be something that I can work with and it was such a cool experience um obviously I was there as a rookie just learning taking photos of my favorite athletes and obviously the, the World Prep athletes. And by the end of the week, there was a lot of like nice comments, like people like, whoa, like I love your work, like uh, kind of like thinking that I've been doing it for a while. And, and that kind of like made me realize like I might have something special that I could, you know, use this um, in some ways in the future just to, you know, like expand to like more areas. And I remember going back and all my friends, like proud of me, like, dude, I can't believe like you went to the games again, complete luck. It was just right moment, right time, knowing the right people. And I took that opportunity, <clears throat> that opportunity to the max, man. I just connected as much as I could. Um, I remember reaching out to a bunch of brands, sending my work. And then from there, you know, things kind of like started snowballing. And that's pretty much how it got started very cool very cool that's that's awesome
0: yeah so i i can't imagine you you be like oh your work's amazing like i've only been doing this for two weeks and they're like what yeah.
1: well at that point I, i've been shooting for about a year but well, never, okay never like anything you know to the point of like a such a big event mm-hmm. right um but yeah i mean i remember complete rookie I didn't know I mean, oh my God, I just remember looking at people like the way they were holding the camera and being like, okay, that's how they hold it because I didn't want to be (laughs) that guy like, you know, pulling in a weird way. And those are things I remember. I remember being like, oh, you know, he's taking a vertical photo and then I will go to their Instagram account and see the way they compose it. I'll be like, okay, I'm going to try that tomorrow. Just, I mean, full on rookie Mm -hmm. at, at the CrossFit Games. And knowing that at the end of the week, like some people are reaching out to me like, yo, like, I love your work. Like your colors were very nice. I love the conversation. I'm like, wow, you know, like let's, let's keep doing this.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So we're, we're the, we like anybody on the media team, like, were they, like everyone, like, I mean, it must be like a CrossFit community. Like everyone's pretty nice to each other and they help each other out. Was that, was that like your first, your first uh, thing with the CrossFit games?
1: yeah for sure that was the first time i mean I, I went there to shoot for wild prep so i wasn't shooting specifically for any like yeah. big friends or anything but um yeah i met some so many awesome people that i'm still friends with um i remember meeting steven stover uh which is one of my best friends in the in the cross community and just connecting right away and i mean a lot of the just so many people are still shooting to to this day and and it's just awesome to see how we've We've come such a long way from two thousand nineteen that a lot of us was our first year ever shooting because it was the first time like they gave access to most of the media, mm-hmm. and to the point that now we are shooting you know like big names in the in the industry and we have a pretty good reputation and um you know in the, the photography videography business and uh you know the industry the sports industry, and that's why um it's just so important for me to, you know kind of like give back to. To those people that need it, like I answer every DM that I get, um, asking me about questions, stuff like that. Even though it's like the most stupid question, I was there at some point in my life. I would ask like, I was one of those. I would reach out to people in the DMs all, all the time. You know, mm-hmm. I was the I was the annoying dude like asking questions, <laughs> and I I remember the specific people that helped me, and then they were so influential, and I have so much respect to them up to date, that. Um, I remember thinking like at one point in my life, I want to be that guy that somebody will reach out to me and i'll I'll give back my knowledge. And I don't see it as a threat because we all start somewhere and if in some way they they get my clients, they deserve it. They did something I didn't do, and you know, I never see it as a threat and and I talk about it in my podcast all the time, and it's been such a beautiful experience to connect even uh, you know bigger audience and having so many people reach out to me asking for questions and stuff and Mm -hmm. just being in the the point that I was in 2019 and then seeing some of those people that were asking me questions whenever they were brand new to now starting to get clients um for example Jordan uh, Levi he I mean he got his first big opportunity at the games this year and I was like almost like tears in my eyes just to know that you know, some guy that that will like tell me like, oh, I look up to you and then I see his work. It's beautiful. Um, he will watch like every episode of my podcast and really awesome. And so many other people that I'm starting to see now they're being more relevant. And and just because, you know, like it's just hard work. There's no other way to to put it right. Like they mm-hmm. they have goals. They they know what to do, connect with people, ask ask questions and then just work hard. Yeah, and at the same time, I see people that try to get the the easy route, and they don't make it. And it's it's when you when you realize that, in some way, everybody can do this. It just if you put your mind to it, and I'm I'm big on like visualizing stuff, like manifesting and and connections that I feel like everybody can get to the point that a lot of us are right now.
0: Yeah, very cool, very cool. So, um, this past year, you've worked with uh, CrossFit May- Mayhem. Well, I ca- I call them I call them the Mayhem Empire. Empire, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so how did you get involved with those guys? And I know I know you've been I know you've been like filming that crew for I think a couple years, right? Um, it's been
1: since the 2021 games. Okay, so since since last year, yeah. And again, connections. It's such a <laughs> There's another cool story. So uh, talking back to about Beach Bro, um, in 2020, 2020, it was the first time that I was like more of a media director. So I was in charge of hiring people. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to Ty Hanson, the owner. I was like, hey, Ty, we need one more person. I don't think the team It's you know, we need one more guy. And he's like, hey, buddy, we don't have a budget. It needs to be somebody that's like volunteered, complete volunteer." And I'm like, oh, my God, it's, it really fine to, it's really hard to find somebody that it's going to be good enough and volunteer. But at the same time, like I'm always down to for that opportunity. Right. Because that's where I started. And literally talking to Ty five minutes after I get a DM from this guy called Bennett Looper. He's um, he's like, hey, man, just wanted to let you know that I'm low key obsessed with your work. I love what you do. And um, uh, it's so cool to see that you're also from Pensacola. And I'm like, OK, um, kind of like, you know, I was talking to Ty about volunteer and then I said, let me see what's going on. I click on his profile and I'm like, wow, you know, like this guy, he just started shooting. And you can tell right away when somebody has something special, like like his eyes different, like the composition was beautiful. The colors were good. Shooting with a camera that wasn't the best camera and mm-hmm. just creating beautiful work. And I don't think I even said anything other than like, hey, dude, thanks so much. I appreciate it. I random question, but I just saw your work. And I can probably go back to the DMs and look at it. I just saw your work and I actually, <clears throat> I actually really enjoy your work. I love it. And you just tell me that you you enjoy my your photography. And honestly, we have the Pensacola Beach run a couple of weeks. And if you want to volunteer, I'm down. I'm down to like help you all get up there and shoot it with me. On the floor because i think he mentioned something like hey if you ever get you know if you ever need anybody just let me know and his reaction we still talk to about it to this day <laughs> like he was with me shooting beach Bowl this year two days ago um his reaction today was like he was like he almost thought it was like a lie like what's going on like really it's just how things work right yeah and and we we're talking about it um, a couple of days ago with everybody, the whole media team on the beach. We were kind of like, you know, talking about our experiences and feels. It was like late, the the water, you know, you can hear the water. We were all pretty emotional. And Ben was talking about that. It's such a cool experience. Um, He shoots beach ball. First time ever shooting CrossFit competition. Beautiful work. I mean, as expected, like I knew he was going to do really good. And something very special about him. He's such a, like a team player, like, always hey do you need anything this that you can tell right away when somebody really wants to help when somebody wants to like move the business forward Mm -hmm. and he was one of those guys super kind dude like biggest heart ever and that that's how he got started um a couple of months after that he calls me um hey dude somebody that i know just told me that crossing mayhem opened a position for for uh, like a video producer I think I'm going to apply. I'm like, dude, yes, you should, because you like your personality really matches theirs. I feel like your personality is very family oriented. you like, you are a team player. And I know that's something that they would like. And he tells me, hey, do you know a guy called Rory McKernan? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I know, I know Rory. Like I've seen his <laughs> stuff for a while. I didn't know him personally, but I've, I've seen his stuff for a while. And I'm a huge fan, obviously, of Rory. And he's like, he really didn't know who he was. He's like, can you write a recommendation letter for me? I'm like, absolutely, dude, I would love to. So I wrote this beautiful letter. Uh, I mean, straight from my heart, like no lies, just, hey, Rory, this is Carlos have had the pleasure to work with Bennett in the past. Um, I think he's somebody that's very special, not only because of his photography skills or videography skills, but also as a person. Like I've uh, just by working with him for a couple of hours, I knew that he was going to be somebody special. And, and if you want me to be that honest, like I just think that there is nobody at this point that will match what you guys are looking for more than Bennett. Um, I mean, obviously a, l- a lot of different things of talking about like his faith and family and mm-hmm. how, how important all that is for him, and it's also something that really matches their their community. And then um, from there, I got connected with Rory. He calls me, just asking me more questions. Uh, kind of like mind blowing to hear his voice. Um, and he's like, "Hey, you know, nice to meet you. My name is Rory." I'm like, "Yeah, I know, I know who you are." <laughs> um, and he loved the letter, and he he told me that Bennett went for a for a visit, and they really liked him. And he wanted me, he wanted to like, you know, thank me for for writing the letter and kind of like, you know putting the 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 first like um you know putting him out there like hey this is Bennett and I know he's the one. Mm-hmm. Right. And he was super cool, really, really he really appreciated the letter and and he knew Bennett was gonna be a good fit right away. And then um he gets there and the the same he gets hired and the first week that he was shooting for mayhem was the Mac from last year. So oh, it's straight straight to the fire like right yep. away. Yeah. And, I mean, as as I was expecting, like, performed incredible. Like, everybody in the team loved him. Um, Obviously, still, you know, a little shy on, like, some things that now he's really good at. Um, but, I mean, it, it's just such a big, like, first experience. Like, hey, I'm the new guy, and this is what I can do. Everybody was mind blown. Mm-hmm. And, and from there, I mean, that was right before the CrossFit Games, and I remember talking to ben and he's like hey um they were asking about somebody that can go with us like somebody somebody else that can take photos we're looking for a photographer and we don't we don't have anybody right now because all of them focus mostly on video and i'm like dude i mean if you can put my name out there i would love to and then a couple of days after that i think uh, i get another call from rory he's like hey you know like bennett put your name out there like obviously like we saw your work and you know everybody from the team like really liked it um you know uh, we would like to to have you a part of like the crew mm-hmm. i mean for me it was like like how how does things like that happen in life you know like somebody like rich Browning that i've been looking up to since the day i started cross even before i started crossfit i remember watching some of his videos and Man, I mean, looking back to it, it's just mind blowing. Just to the the opportunities that you get and and how life works. And obviously, I get the opportunity. Rory's like, "Hey, are you ready?" Like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> get another call with the social media manager, and her name is Jen for the acre. And she's like, "Hey, can you? How good are you with like fast turnaround like to post?" I'm like, I've been doing that for for a couple of years at Beachfront stuff. So you know, yeah. I'm good at it I don't like to like brag about it but I'm very fast very good at like what you're you want and that's how I met them literally first day at the CrossFit Games hey Scott hey Ben you know my name is Carlos uh, first time meeting Rory and I mean the rest kind of history from there I've been to pretty much all their big competitions it's such a such a great group to grow to work with they're all it's such a like it's like a big family I always say it it's like Uh, I remember first day there, I go to the, um, the RV where the whole Mayhem family is there. Like everybody that you see on the videos, I mean, it's like 30 people and they were all so cool. Like the new, I was the new new guy and they're like, you know, so like nice to me. And by the end of the week, it was like, I felt like I was a part of the family.
0: Nice. Very cool. Very cool. So, um, I have one question. So I've never met Rich, and obviously you have. So for the people that listen that don't that haven't really interacted with him, what what is Rich like? Like obviously like when he's in competition, he's laser focused, but like, you know, he's very business savvy and he, he seems like a very like low-key kind of guy, but like I kind of want to get what like you think like, you know, your experience with him.
1: Yeah. Um. No. It, I mean, it's been great. Uh, it, as you said, it's it's a savage. Somebody I've been looking up to, not only for the way he, he, is as a you know as an athlete, but also you know as a businessman and like family and all that. So, obviously, meeting him the first time is kind of like I remember him getting out of the truck, and I was like, "Whoa, you know, like that's rich running," and I'm interested in myself. He's like, "Hey, Carlos, nice to meet you. Yeah, so cool, man. <laughs> Thank you for being here." and i'm like you know kind of like everything's like shaking in my head like i don't know what to say i'm like yeah 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 thank you you know super cool dude day one i mean um i remember the second day that um we shot a little bit that day and then the second day i get there and he's like what's up carlos and i'm like oh he remembers my name i mean that's a good start he's like hey man <laughs> um from what i've seen so far the photos are so good man like i appreciate it i'm like dude i mean just imagine the, the feeling of not only because of being rich but somebody that you're working with or working for and like he remembers your name and also gives you like a positive reinforcement after that like hey you know we, we enjoy what we see so far mm-hmm. it was such a like a cool experience and the whole week really cool dude um every time he like you know like i needed something there like he will be very like like he's not an athlete at that point whenever whenever he's in the rv camp with everybody else He's just another person. Uh-huh. He's not Rich fronting. He's just, you know, Hillary's husband. He's uh, a father, a friend. And he it it was very cool. And he's very cool to everybody in that fa- in the, like, in the Mayhem family, the Mayhem empire. So that was definitely something that I was like, okay, cool. Like, you know, I like being around this uh, kind of people uh, to the point that one of my best friends, Jason, he's a firefighter. And, you know, Rich had the, it's, that's his background, firefighter. And Jason, like, his dream has always been, like, you know, get, like, a signature. And I tell Rich, like, hey, you know, I tell the story of, like, Jason, firefighter, huge fan. And um, he goes to the RV real quick and he grabs a, a brand-new white shirt. Oh, sick. And, and he he signs it. He's like, how do you spell Jason? And I'm like, J-A-S-O-N. And he signs, you know, for Jason, thanks for support, huge signature, Rich running sick and i'm like jason's gonna die and then we're talking <laughs> i'm like he's gonna die and i'm talking about him like the video and he's like um i'm like can we record a video he's like yeah sure and he grabs the phone with his with the shirt he's like hey jason just wanted to let you know that i really appreciate the support come visit us in cookville hope to see you soon man thanks for your support i mean for Jason, that that was like the highlight of his life. It's such a cool experience for him. And obviously for me as a friend, I was like, you know, I couldn't wait to show him that. And it's just the little things that just makes you realize like at the end of the day, we're all we're all the same. We're all people. And the what some people see of like famous people are not actually what like obviously rich is somebody that even in the in like the famous world, a lot of people look up to him as a mm-hmm. person. But just overall, like you can never like assume if this person it's like cocky or like, Oh, you know, he's a bad dude because he said this at the end of the day, like we're all people. And whenever you are around like your family, that's when you're going to actually act the way that you, that you are. And it's been great. And with um honestly, everybody that I've met in the CrossFit community, I think it's a community. They're just very, very family oriented and very supportive. Yeah, very cool. Very cool.
0: Um, so I know, you know, filming and taking pictures at the CrossFit Games is very, very tiring because I saw a couple posts at like day four. You were sitting down like the bench. You're like, don't even ask me if I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. Um, Can you, can you kind of go over like at least like one day of like what you have to do as a videographer and slash photographer for like, you know, mayhem?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my task for the past few years with mayhem has been photography only. Um, they have their, their video crew, which is Scott, Ben and Bennett. And I'm the only one that does photos. So obviously it's a, it's a big responsibility because this year we had, I think it was 16 or 17 individual athletes, Mm -hmm. three big teams, which was independence, freedom and, uh, oh my God, I can't believe I forgot.
0: Oh, uh, freedom, independence. And oh my gosh, I forget it too.
1: I literally just i I just saw it too my my good friend ben is a part of that team so i'm i'm super embarrassed right now uh he actually the one of the media guys he was a part of the team which is super cool uh freedom independence and anyways i remember in a minute i'll let you know so so many teams uh some so it's super obviously it's uh it's a big big responsibility it's something that that i know and i i take very serious um so I know that it's gonna be a tough week, or a tough five days, but I know that it's gonna be really worth it if if I just put my my all into it. And obviously, like every morning you wake up like tired and everything, but then, I uh, just to go with with like day by day. Like we wake up um early in the morning, and it's just shooting the whole day pretty much shooting for me. I work very close to Jen, uh, the social media manager. So after I'm done shooting, sometimes I go back to the um, to the Mayhem booth, do some editing for her to post right away back to the competition floor. Um, But as like as I'm saying this, that it's like the most starting week of your life. It's also the most emotional, awesome. You meet so many cool content creators, Mm -hmm. people that you share like the same passion, people that like they become like your your family your brothers your sisters like it just kind of like you become like a part of them and you meet them right there whenever you're like sweaty and like running around and then you have five minutes to talk to them and it just it's such a cool experience like i wouldn't change it for anything just three hours of sleep every night three four hours of sleep you're tired in the morning and then by the end of the day you're in this like high like well that was awesome and by the end of the week it's just it's such a cool experience um Again, like I, we all know whenever we go there, that's going to be very tough, but it's going to be probably the most rewarding week of, of our year. Very cool. Very cool. So
0: um, you've done pretty much like semifinals and like other competitions in the games. What out of like all of them, which one is your favorite competition to
1: shoot for? Uh, well, that's a good question. Actually, um, one that, I, that came straight to my mind right now was Granite Games. Okay. Uh, the reason why it's because it was a little bit different than the rest. I shot the semifinals for Mayhem. Um, Granny Games, they didn't have anybody, so they didn't send a team. Um, my friend Richard, Blo- Richard Bloomer, he's a videographer for CrossFit. He also is a, he does some stuff for Tier Tier Sport, mm-hmm. um, and he reaches out to me. He's like, hey, dude, um, Tier reached out to me that they need somebody to do a video. And I've seen your video stuff, I really enjoy it. So I gave them your name. Would that be something that you're interested in? I'm like, absolutely. Like, actually, I don't have any plans right now to go to Granite, so I would love to. A week after that, um, the marketing director reaches out to me and she's like, you know, full confidence. Like she's never probably never seen any of my work. She's like, hey, you got a a recommendation from Richard Bloomer, like we trust him. Like, do you want to do it? I'm like, it's such a good experience, like such a good opportunity for me because I've always done photo stuff or Mayhem, but I know that I can do video and I enjoy doing video, mm-hmm. but I've never had that opportunity to like show everybody what I can do. Um, when it comes, obviously that I have a lot of stuff on my like weddings page and real estate and stuff, but not in CrossFit. And it was such a great opportunity. I went there with, you know, the same mentality, like it's going to be tough, but I'm going to put my hundred percent into it and I'm going to do the best I can. And just because of the fact that it was like that first opportunity to make videos, the first opportunity to like show people like, Hey, you know, like I've been working so hard in this specific area that I want to show like the world more, like what I can do Mm -hmm. when it comes to videography. And it was, I mean, it was, it was such a great experience. The venue was beautiful. The, the workouts were really fun. The, the other content creators that were there, it was a great experience, uh, long nights. I was up until 3 to 4 a.m. Oh, uh, goodness. Editing, and I, I wouldn't change it for anything. It was such a great experience, and it's one of those competitions that I felt very proud of myself after that. It was mm-hmm. such a rewarding experience like because I knew that it was going to be new, something new that I've never done, and I was very happy with with the stuff that I made. Very cool, very cool. Um,
0: I have so much more to talk to you about. Um, hey, we can. I have no, okay, no limits. Okay, we can right. keep... All right, cool. So um, so you started a podcast. Yeah. So what was the whole idea of your podcast and like what like and who who do you
1: typically interview? Yeah. So um it's just one of those moments that you're like one of those weeks that you're like, gosh, like I feel like I'm doing everything just so repetitive. I'm waking up. I have, you know, I go to the shoots that I have to do, a lot of editing, a lot of like very like the content creation world is very lonely in some ways because you're you're shooting stuff, you go back, you edit, you're really not interacting. I mean, if you're a freelancer, just like a you know business owner in this, like you're pretty much doing everything yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember thinking for like a week or two, just every night, I almost I like couldn't sleep. Just I need to find something different that's gonna like drive me or motivate me to something some completely different, something that's gonna be out of my comfort zone um that's gonna challenge me and that's gonna in some ways can like either impact me in some ways or hopefully like impact other people and i don't know how it came like i don't know the the idea like what happened but i just remember thinking well what what if i start a podcast i mean why not it's something that in like in a million years i would have ever done because Being like now, I feel like really comfortable because I've you know I've done this for a little while, but being in front of a camera talking to somebody live or no, like absolutely not. I've never been somebody that feels comfortable doing so. (laughs) And and I was like, I mean, it's gonna be definitely a challenge. So let's do it. I remember once I got the idea, I remember okay, names. Now I gotta find a name. something with content because i want to have people our content creators are going to share their journey their experiences pretty much uh you know what we're doing right now just sharing stuff that hopefully somebody's gonna see and they're gonna be like i'm at that spot that he was in 2019 Mm -hmm. where he was a complete rookie and now he's you know in a completely different different stage so i'm like content i remember searching like cool names for nothing nothing matches and then out of nowhere, content lab. Okay, content lab. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, it just kind of like catchy. I'm like, I'm going to go with that. And then I was like, I know if I if I don't do, like, if I don't take action right now, tomorrow I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to be like, oh, that's a dumb idea. I'm not going to do it. And that same day, I contact Matt Sousa, which is Savant's, uh producer. Mm-hmm um and i'm like hey dude we've been talking for a little while i'm like hey dude i want to do this and this he's like oh dude i'll help you out for sure he kind of like helped me out to get started like you know the streaming platform he gave me all the tips i called my buddy ariel martinez i'm like hey dude i just had this crazy idea of like starting a podcast because he he does a pretty big film podcast full support he's like dude here's what i recommend you to this 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 like the same day I went on b I bought um, like a, the Rode Pro Procaster, some lights and stuff just to, I, I did everything the same day because I knew that it was a good idea, but it was one of those ideas that I'm going to overthink if I don't take action. Mm-hmm. And I literally got started the day after I was already contacting some content creators. I contact my buddy, Scott Vandersloot, which is one of the Mayhem Media guys. I'm like, hey, I want you to be the, the first guess of the this crazy idea that I have right now that I know it's gonna be really terrible the first couple of episodes because I'm really uncomfortable at this but but I know it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome in some way in the future. We did it first episode I still have it up but I'm never gonna go back and listen to it because it's probably painful. He did awesome by the way Scott did so so great. Uh but I mean I was nervous it was it was pretty bad. But it's it's a part of like it's it's everything in life. Oh, yeah. Like the Absolutely. first time you do something, it's it's everything in life. And I remember being on episode four and I went to Vermont to shoot some software, Matt Fraser, and I'm talking to Sammy, uh, which is uh, Matt's wife, and she um episode two or I think episode three, I had um Eric Castaños, which is their their uh like marketing, uh not marketing, like how you call it like director of media pretty much yeah, yeah okay yeah and i go to the car like she picks me up and first thing she says she's like i love your episode with eric it was really awesome i'm like oh that's cool you know like i'm getting some you know positive <laughs> feedback from yeah, sammy yeah. and <clears throat> we're talking that same night and she's um I'm I'm talking to her about like how I don't feel still comfortable doing the episodes and it just kind of like nerve wracking. And she starts like, telling me some quotes from, I think it's Ira glass. I think it's the the person. And it's such a great quote. I, um, I'm going to probably send it to you right after this, Um, but it pretty much says that everybody like, Oh my God, I'm going to butcher this, but in, in some way it's like, everybody has this great idea and everybody um, you know, wants to, wants to do it, but people are just, you don't feel comfortable and you feel like it's not good enough. Right. And, and that's, what's going to get you like unmotivated, but the only way to, to get better at it <coughs> is to put reps into it. Like, you know, to like pra- practice it more, to dive more into it, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. And then by itself, it's just going to like build up to this thing that it's what you envision your whole time. Mm-hmm. That's what she told me. She's like, I know you don't feel comfortable right now, but keep doing it. Keep trying. Don't don't get unmotivated because you're going to hit out time that you're going to be like, I'm not going to keep doing this. I feel awful doing this podcast, but keep doing it. Like whatever happens to your mind, just just put that goal in mind. Like do one episode a week, keep putting reps in, just keep, keep trying. And then she said, by the way, let's do an episode tonight. I'll do one with you. I'm like, cool, let's do it. So I was right there. We set up a camera at their gym and I had an episode with Sammy. Um, And it was awesome. That kind of just marked me in some ways. Like, you know, every time I feel like I'm motivated, uh, it's like, hey, remember, like, we all have such a great idea and we want to be at this point that, you know, we feel comfortable doing this. And the only way is to keep doing it, keep trying, keep pushing. And then eventually it's going to be like this thing that now I, I, I love, like connecting with people and having some of my friends or people i don't know just being on the podcast and that's another reason why whenever you reach out to me i'm like dude i love it let's do it because i yeah. really enjoy it yeah and really enjoy it
0: so so my first ever episode um i didn't buy all that fancy gear i actually bought two i use so i had an app on my phone called the anchor app and so what i would do is i would connect my two lapel mics to my phone and record that way so my mm. first my first ever episode was recorded at a Panera bread <laughs> So it was a yeah. diabetic weightlifter. And I've talked about the story before, but um literally I had no idea how to use the app and stuff. And so I recorded that the whole thing and then I pressed stop and then like I didn't know what happened. I thought like the the whole audio just went to crap. But it actually saved. But yeah, mm-hmm. like I would use a lapel mic, put one of the if I was work if I was doing like a zoom call like like this, I put a lapel mic on this on the speaker of the computer. And then I put one on me and then mm-hmm. I just record it that way. And then after a while, it's like, oh, wait, I should start. And it, actually, Sean Winland was the one that really told me I should start doing video because like he's like, you need to start doing like other avenues of media. And the only yeah. reason why I started the first podcast was like Richard Branson has a um, a quote that I use like all the time, like, screw it, just do it. Yeah. And so I'm just exactly. like, screw it. Like i here's an opportunity. She's in Atlanta doing a competition. I might as well just go down and, you know, watch her lift and then maybe do her do an episode. And then like, then I realized after a while that the people I reach out to, they, they love, I'm, I'm not saying you, but I'm just saying like other people like to talk about themselves. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's like a good way to get people into your podcast. Like I I have like the one, the <clears> one that really, I really shook my nerves a little bit, I think was Carrie Pierce when I interviewed her and I, I was so nervous the whole time. Like I, I was like, Oh my God, like I, this is like my favorite female athlete. And like, she's literally like I'm staring at her right now. And so it's, it was crazy to think like, you know, I'm able to talk to these people after like, you know, almost like three years of doing this stuff. It's amazing.
1: It's it's incredible. And I say it all the time. It's probably the best deci- decision I've made this year. It's, it's helped me tremendously just to, to connect with people are in a similar situation than me and, and realizing that in some ways we all go through the same, we all have uh-huh. the same struggles. We always have to, we all have the same journey of like, you know, failing and stuff. And it's so cool to see how like we just um, express our feelings and our emotions in different ways. And I've always been somebody that's been very private with my personal life and just being able to, to connect with people from all over the the country and talk about like our struggles our fears like our journey as content creators and failing uh people talking about you know family passing away and all that it just it's helped me so much to just open up more about my my feelings about my journey about so many cool things i just i feel like a completely different person just because it's helped me realize that the, the way that you're really gonna impact people is to be yourself it doesn't it doesn't really like we have this thing that you know like oh you know you shouldn't cry if you have this like you should be a private person No nah, screw in reality, that man screw that yeah. sorry in reality it's so it's so cool to have people on, the, on my podcast that they just open up completely to somebody that probably like it's the first time they they meet me and they and they tell this cool story that people are messaging me after that like yo dude like i love that episode with this person like so you know inspirational Mm -hmm. it's such a huge impact that people can make uh in a a podcast and it's something that i i never like never thought it it was going to happen i thought it was going to be more of like a you know like a challenge for me but now it's it's such a it's such a beautiful experience to have all these people like uh, i learned so much from every single one of them um and it's a lot of people that that are look up to sometimes these people that are you know getting started because it's it's good to get like a different perspective but from every single episode I take something new to my life like I, something that I learned and it's it's really cool it's one of those things that I'm like this crazy idea just turning into one of the best decisions in my life and I feel like a, like a completely different person to the point that I feel comfortable just sharing most of my you know my struggles and my my journey with people that I really don't know, but I just feel like I can impact people in a positive way. Um, And I really look up to people that do that. So I'm like, why not? I'm going to, I'm just going to be myself. And I've always been kind of like a sensitive slash emotional person. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I put kind of like a wall um, between. And I never actually, you know, people I knew me, they never knew that would, I would I be like, you know, like I am right mm-hmm.
0: yeah awesome all right very cool so um we got we're getting close to the end so i have some rapid fire questions but yeah like i always say before they're not rapid fire so you can take your time so <laughs> um so do you do you have any goals that oh actually before that you're you're a host at a competition too i forgot to mention that so yeah. uh,
1: are you are you pretty excited about that oh man i'm super stoked. Um... We just had the Pensacola Beach Bowl, which this year it was, I mean, it's one of the best experiences of my life. I was, I had a team of like, I think it was 12 to 13 people. I was in charge of like all the media operations, all the hiring, um, scheduling stuff. It was like, a, it's probably the, the, the biggest weekend of my life and it just ended this past weekend. So I've been super emotional for the past couple of days. Just it was such a long journey to get there. Um, I wrote a post on my Instagram that six years ago I was rolling the competition floor at the same competition at Beach Roll, just being a volunteer until midnight, you know, like, and and knowing that now I'm at this position is kind of mind blowing. And so it's always been something that I really like, just being that spot of like, you know, that kind of like the operation, managing the events or managing something. So I had the opportunity at Mako, the owner reached out to me by the way, Brandon Massey, the person I was talking to, he's like, Hey, I have this idea that I want to, I want to host a competition like uh, here at Mako. Mm -hmm. And I feel like something like I want to team up with you. I feel like it'll be awesome if we can team up, Uh, we can help each other in different ways. Um, So let's start throwing ideas around. And it's something that we actually talked like a couple of years ago about like making a competition. It just kind of like, we actually like to like full action into it, and we're like, let's do it. Okay, it's gonna be in October, close to Halloween, so we we're calling it the Mako Monster Mash. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it's gonna be. It's I'm super stoked about it. Uh, teams are like, people are starting to register more and more. So anybody listening that you want to have a good week and a good weekend in Florida, in Pensacola, Florida, um, go to either my Instagram or Mako Athletics Instagram, and you can you can register it's going to be great i mean it's going to be more of a fun type of event um obviously we have we want people to have a a challenge working out but at the same time it's more of a we want everybody to have a good time
0: awesome very cool okay now to the rapid fire questions yeah all right um what are your goals for the i know i know literally we have a couple months left but like what are your goals for the end of the year and going into 2023 it could be personal or business-wise any anything
1: yeah um uh, that's a, that's a tough question. I have uh, more than goals. I have, I'm already like, I have some projects coming up that I'm really looking forward to. Um, I'm going back to Vermont in October to do some more stuff for HWPO. Super excited about that. I have the rogue invitational that I'm going to shoot again with tier, tier sport. I'm going to do videos and uh, what's, there's something. Oh, um, I just got, I, I, uh, the, like the marketing person from a company called dark sport, Reach out to me to go to Olympia, um, to photograph some of their athletes, which oh, already cool. did a sh- did, already did a shoot for them a couple of uh, I think like a month or two ago, mm-hmm. and I mean their athletes are like Ronnie Coleman, Brandon Hendricks, and it's kind of like you know mind blowing to like take photos of Ronnie Coleman. So those are things I'm really looking forward to, and I mean obviously the goal is to do the best I can do with those and just keep. I mean yeah. the future just keep doing just keep doing what I'm doing right now. And hopefully in some ways I like, keep impacting people in a positive way. And that's one another reason why I want to like, you know, be a little more spoken. I just want to like reach a bigger audience and try to be, you know, in some ways like a good, I mean, as I said, like just impact people in a positive way, like the way that you are doing it with the podcast and hopefully like me with, with mine.
0: Very cool. Okay. Um. What is your favorite book?
1: Favorite book. I mean right now I'm I'm listening because um they, they one of my friends told me like you need to listen to it. I'm listening to the David Coggins book and I've always been like really into the kind of like motivational type of um books that will like get you pumped up after you like read it mm-hmm. or like listen to it yep. I'm really enjoying it the the listening thing it, it also has a podcast I don't know if you've heard it uh so you you listen it's like him um talking about well actually it's the the narrator t- reading the book like narrating the book and then after every chapter they go into like a little podcast of david goggins and him talking about that specific part hmm. so i i think that's that's really cool um but in the i mean the crossfit if you were talking about books in crossfit i remember reading the ben bergeron book a couple of years ago and i remember being like yo i, I really liked it um and at that point um it was kind of like I was, I mean, not new in CrossFit, but I really didn't know much about it. And that book kind of like, it just, I, I love the type of like motivational, like manifestation, like uh, using your mind to like achieve things that you never thought you could. So mm-hmm. those are the ones that come to mind right now.
0: Okay, cool. I mean, that, that's awesome. Um, what is in your gym bag?
1: Um, well, definitely gymnastic grips. I have some, can I say brands? That's fine. Yeah, okay. So, uh, bear complex is uh, the grips I've, be, I've been using for a while. Um, for some reason, I really like them. Uh, I don't use lifters, it's something I stopped using for a while. I have a pretty good mobility, so I'm like, ah, you know, uh, and I'm not a super like, I'm not super into weightlifting, it's more CrossFit, so I kind of got used to not using lifters. Mm-hmm. Um, wristbands, uh, two put belt with a Venezuelan flag attached into like the, the little thing and some podium, uh, pre-workout and like hydration or in that, I think, I think that's it. I'm pre, Oh, uh, some knee sleeves. or in that, I think, I think that's it.
0: Okay. Okay, cool. All right. So this one's going to get a little deep. You kind of talked about this earlier, but, um, let's just say you're on your, you know, you're on your bed. This is the last day you're going to be on earth. You have all your friends around you with the, around the bed. How do you want people to know you as? Just, as
1: somebody that wow that's a that's a that's a tough question i can go like really deep into it but um i kind of want to want people to remember me the way i remember my dad just being somebody that always tried to to be kind and help people in some ways obviously like everybody makes mistakes everybody has their their things that people are not gonna like and we're not perfect so Obviously, it's like impossible to tell people like, oh, I want you to remember me as like you know, such a great person. But I really hope that um, I live this world with with a positive impact in in people um, that can that the same people can impact others. Because at the end of the day, like all the achievements that you're going to do, you're going to do like as a, as a person, like, for example, if tomorrow I travel the world with, I don't know, Tiger Woods, whatever, like at the end of the day, when you die, people are not going to remember that. What's gonna be there? It's like the impact that you're gonna make on people, and the impact that the people you impact that can impact others. Um, so hopefully, yeah, somebody that, in some ways, um, help other people and, and just as a kind person, hard worker, and, and somebody that's not perfect, but it's that always try to, to you know, push forward in in every aspect of, of his life
0: awesome love it love it um so where can people reach out to you if they have any questions about like you know photography videography you know pretty much
1: anything any questions where can they reach out to yeah definitely the best place will be instagram so my instagram account is at bound media It's spelled like brown the color brown without the r b-o-w-n media um i'm pretty uh how you say like active on on social media on instagram so if you have any questions my DMs are always always welcome. Again, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, when I got started, I was that person that would reach out to everybody, and I really really remember um all those people that helped me out, and and I always want to be that that same person that if somebody reaches out to me, even though sometimes I might I might not have the best answer or I just wouldn't know the answer, I was still I'm still gonna try to you know help in some way.
0: Awesome, very cool. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show. This is probably one of the longest ones I've had. So, this is awesome. Um, Yeah. So, thank you for taking the time to, you know, hear your story and, you know, be vulnerable in a podcast. And yeah, thank you. I can't thank you enough.
1: No, Tom, I mean, the pleasure is mine. I really, really appreciate you being, you know, first of all, reaching out to me. And it it kind of means a lot to know that, you know, some people look up to like, you know, my Instagram account will be like, oh, wow, like I would love to have it on the pod. It's, it's wait, somebody's called me. There you go. Uh it's just kind of mind blowing sometimes to to know that some people like might want me on a podcast. But uh dude, I'm I mean I I really appreciate it. I've I've had a blast. I mean, we've been on for like hour, hour an hour and a half. And <laughs> I mean it it's it, it went by so quick. i I loved every minute of it. So I, I really appreciate what you're doing, not only for for like people like me, like content creators, but for everybody, everybody else, you know, you were just talking to me about. Uh, diabetes and all that and you know it's 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 really cool man like what you're doing right now and I always tell people when I'm podcasting you should be really proud of what you're doing right now because it's something that nobody is like telling you hey you should do this and that it's something that comes straight from your heart and, and you're helping people in a very very um, how you say it? like you're not expecting anything in return you're mm-hmm. you just want to have a cool conversation and hopefully help people and impact Life, so I appreciate your time and, dude, I'm I'm down to that anytime you, you want to do another episode, I'm oh absolutely, <laughs>
0: absolutely, definitely. All right, we'll talk later.